Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, Jules, we are back. It is October the 23rd. Yes, happy Friday. Aren't you tempted to talk about the debate last night? Neither <laughs> neither am I. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do not care. Just, let's just get through the next 12 days and... Hopefully there's a swift resolution, but I bet you there won't be. I'm holding my breath for that supposed asteroid that's headed our oh, direction. I know, man. It's just, it's exhausting. Now people are doing like artist renderings on online of what an asteroid looks like as it's hitting, headed to the earth. It's like, okay, we got it. Got I mean, it. we got it. Enough. <laughs> you know? Exactly. We all save it up for the Sunday show, though. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so listen, listeners, we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. And before Julie gets to her next point, um, and we we're talking about, again, a very important topic. Hopefully all of you are drilled down, staying focused on this. We started this uh, topic yesterday. Do you remember? The, what did we call this topic? Do you remember? I don't know what we called it, but it is about the stages of mastery. So while you are looking that topic up, I will have them revisit their notes or rewrite it down just so we have a basis to start from. We, we started talking about the fact that in life and certainly in real estate, you are actually at different stages of mastery, different stages of knowing what you're doing and how to do it and how to do it at a high level or possible complete cluelessness depending on what we're talking about, right? So for example, most agents are pretty confident pretty quickly working with buyers, you know, and I, I think part of that is because when you're buying, most of the time you're excited, you're enthusiastic. You know, they're kind of like working themselves in well, a way. And let's just be honest, houses sell themselves. Yes, there's especially never... now where there's not that many to choose from. But even when there are, the best houses really do kind of sell themselves. You can't sell a house to a buyer at the end of the day. You do the paperwork, you facilitate the transaction, but the ha- they either want to buy the house or they don't. And I doubt if in the residential realm, if there's ever been a single house that's ever been sold to a buyer that didn't Mm. absolutely positively love the house and want to buy it. That's just not the way life works. So what Julie is saying, politely, of course, is that the buyer side of the transaction is a low skilled, uh, uh, you know, essentially low skilled effort, but it's an effort nonetheless. So working with buyers is more physical labor and working with sellers is more mental labor. And that, and obviously a lot of agents gravitate towards working with buyers primarily because it does not require any skill, but it does require something else, which is a huge amount of time. And oftentimes in a market like this, especially frustration and and failed starts. So working with buyers is always going to be easier than working with sellers, but it's also going to be substantially less productive and certainly less profitable. Yes, that's right. But you probably have a little bit more competence at it because you're doing more of it. And because, it, I mean, if we're being honest, it's less skilled and it's easier. So that's a different level than you might feel about, say, a competitive listing situation or maybe uh, problem solving with your transactions. Maybe you have a, a pretty serious level of unconscious incompetence on some of those other things, just like in life, right? I mean, if you think back to your favorite subjects in school, you had a different competency level than the ones you probably hated or struggled with. It's just normal. The important thing is to recognize where you are in your business on the stages of mastery. So just to uh, reiterate what those are, the basic level is unconscious incompetence. That's where you don't know what you don't know. You even know what the questions are to ask. Um, You know, 
and that's okay. You could throw me into different situations. If you said, uh, go, you know, be a chemist, I would have a high level of unconscious incompetence. Well, I mean, you and I are really probably truly only good at maybe three or four things. Absolutely. Professionally, maybe not even that, maybe only two or three things professionally. As most people are. And this is something interesting. This is kind of an interesting sidestep here. If you look at the most successful people in life in general, business specifically, you will find one common element about them is that they are myopic in what they put their effort towards. And it's actually a great Matthew McConaughey quote. He said, life is barely long enough to be good at one thing, choose the right thing which I think is really kind of, you know, exactly what I'm trying to say. Don't try to be good at a bunch of things. Be really good at a few things. And it this all drills back down to, in, in real estate, the five or maybe arguably six things that get you paid in real estate um, are lead generation, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, and closing. Now, here's the thing that matters most. Listen to what I'm saying. If you can only be good at, a, you know, three things, here's what it has to be. Lead generation, pre-qualifying, and presenting. I give you 100% permission to be terrible. I, I would add a fourth lead follow-up because they can generate, but if they are terrible at converting, that's going to bite them Well, too. that was number three, though. I said uh, pre-qualifying, which is converting. But so I'll go with that. Yeah. So if you're, well, okay, let's debate it. Coach to coach. Let's get it. <laughs> well, let's I get mean, it. Okay, let me make my point. You have to do your lead follow-up to convert, but uh, that's okay. Okay, so I said lead generation. Uh, what was the other thing I said? Lead generation. <laughs> you you said all, lead generation. Well, it's it really lead generation, lead follow-up, presenting. You said pre-qualifying, which is basically the same. All right. Lead generation, pre-qualifying, presenting. Those yeah. are the three things. Yeah. So here, here's my premise, and you can okay. let's banter this back. Mm-hmm. So this, this is the same conversation that they have in their own heads, okay? Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, an, uh, an agent with a ton of leads... An agent who has a ton of leads, who have a, has a huge big database of leads they're following up on, uh-huh. does not know how to pre-qualify. I would agree with that. You're supposed to argue with me. <laughs> well, agree. I mean, they would argue with that, that, right. that they're going to have a big bucket of leads and, you know, they'll just call me when they're ready and we'll just send them some crap until they do. Exactly. So my premise is, is if you're good at lead, I know it is yours as well. Mm-hmm. So if it's, if you know, get good at lead generation, pre-qualifying and presenting, just those three things. Pre-qualifying, Julie and I are basically saying the same thing. Pre-qualifying means that you are very good at calling people back with urgency. And then pre-qualifying also means you're very good at asking the right questions to determine their motivation. And we are suggesting to you that when you find somebody who's not an A player, who's not ready to, you know, primarily, if they're not looking to list or, you know, list and sell with the next 90 days or less, you don't work with them. You just cast them aside. Um, let let them go back to the you know the, the uh, fishing pond, right? Because here's ultimately what happens: if you load yourself up with a bunch of unmotivated leads, if you load your database up with a bunch of you know maybe someday hopefully they'll buy something from me or list with me, what that does is it takes your focus away from the ones that actually have to transact in the you know 90 days or fewer days, of which is the majority of all the sellers out there, right? So you have got to be honest with yourself. The reason that you love those long-term lead follow-up systems, the reason you love those big complicated CRMs is because you're not good at calling people back very quickly and you're not good at asking the right questions to determine their motivation. And, and here's the real part of it is that the psychology of realizing that yes, this was a lead, but this lead does not 
fit your very rigid guidelines of who you are actually going to put your focus on and who you're going to give attention to, that means you have to generate more leads. So what leads do, in a huge database of leads does, is it creates a false sense of security because in the back of your mind, when you're having those anxious moments that all of us have being self-employed, right? When your antivirus software is looking for a mold to whack or a problem to solve, you're going to give yourself a false sense of security by reminding yourself that you have 782 leads that maybe right. someday will pop and hopefully that's, you know, that's how you, that's the fallacy in that long-term lead follow-up thing. That's the fallacy in drip campaigns. All of that stuff is flawed and it's flawed to essentially cover up the fact that agents are inefficient at actually doing the pre-qualifying and determining whether someone's an, you know, an A player or, or not. And if they're not, you should seriously consider making them so they're no longer in your life, basically. Yeah, but they don't like doing that because no. that means it's back to the drawing board and i got to go lead generate. Exactly. Again. But the truth of the matter is when you generate more, you get to tolerate less. Right. Okay, so tolerating less can mean many different things. Certainly tolerating, you know, the less motivated, the more cranky. You know, there's there's a direct relationship between pricing, for example, of a seller, the less motivated they are, the more they're going to push you to overprice their house and then they're going to make it your fault. So, and then agents get all, you know, messed up about that. It's not the seller's fault. It's your fault for taking an overpriced listing because it was the only one that you had. Now, am I telling you to basically overqualify to the point where you have no leads? No, I am not. What I'm asking you to do, suggesting that you do, begging that you do, is that you get very good at pre-qualifying. You get, first of all, very good to Julie's earlier point at calling people back with urgency. And we call it furiously fast lead follow-up in our best-selling book, Harris Rules. So furiously fast lead follow-up. Call people back. Call people back urgently. They text you, call them. They message you, call them. If they, you know, smoke signals, call them. Carrier pigeons, call them. Well, I'll- even even before that, here's a, a earth-shattering moment. Are you ready? This is life-changing for most agents. Right? We know this from coaching. We know this from 5 billion calls. Just answer the phone in the first place. <laughs> there you go. Answer the phone. You don't have to have some kind of elaborate workaround voicemail system Answer the phone. That doesn't mean that you have to do the whole pre-qualification script on the spot, but it does show that you're available. It shows that you're professional. Even if you say, you know, what phone number can I call you immediately back on after my appointment? That's so much more professional than just, ah, voice. How many people, I wonder, hang up and don't leave a message? Your job is not to put them in a funnel. That's another fallacy yeah. of these, you know, the crapola that basically agents have come to believe over the last decade. You know, you generate leads and you put them in a funnel and that funnel then somehow curates them to the point where one day they'll pop up as a buyer or seller. That is all false. Your job is not to put them in a funnel. Your job is to call them back furiously fast, ask them the right questions, pre-qualify them, determine their motivation, decide whether or not they fit your criteria for who's going to be, who they're going to, you know, if they're going to be a client for you in essence. And if not, give yourself permission to, you know, to set them aside so that you don't then start creating this false blanket of security that somehow all these, you know, unmotivated people are going to make it so that you have money to pay your bills in 60 days. Don't think like that. This will cause you to have to work at a higher level. This will cause you to have to have this mindset and approach to business and life, by the way. This will cause you to have to be better at your skills. It will cause you initially to have to work harder because you're going to have to then sift and sort at a to a higher degree, and then you will end up with what, guess what, fewer leads. And as a, resu- a result of that, we t- certainly teach all of our elite coaching clients this, and we teach everyone this in Harris Rules. You sh- even as a top producing agent, if you really have more than maybe 10 leads 
that you're chasing it at one time, you're doing something wrong. When I have a coaching call with somebody and I ask them how many leads they have, and if it's more than 10, that immediately tells me that they are really, really bad at, you know, essentially they're not doing furiously fast lead follow-up. And if they ever, you know, or they've delegated it, thinking that's somehow the Shangri-La, not calling their own leads back. And then on top of that, even when the lead is called back, the lead is not asked the right questions to determine the lead's actual motivation because the goal isn't to determine motivation. The goal is to establish a relationship and put them in a funnel. That's how most of you guys think. That is not the way to think about business. That is not the way to think about being of service to people. And that's not the way to think about making a, uh, creating a profitable business. Yeah, I mean, how many, it's funny, we look at real estate all over the country kind of for fun, you know, <laughs> and so we're on everybody's list all the time. And I get so many, I'm sure you get them too. I just, you know, automatic, here's a new listing, automatic drip, automatic that, newsletters, blah, blah, blah. And how many people actually call? To say, you know, did you like what I sent? What did you like about what I sent? Where are you at in the process? Virtually nobody. The value isn't in the listing information. That used to be the way it was, you know, 30 years ago. The the listing informa information has become ubiquitous. Everyone can get it everywhere. There are no secret listings anymore. There is no secret book of listings that, you know, you're going to share as soon as they, none of, the, none of that exists. And even if it was, your board has already made that illegal. So even, not even coming soon's for you. The way to differentiate yourself isn't by trying to, you know, gimmickize yourself, but the way to differentiate yourself is by doing the things that we're suggesting. Going back to the earlier point, if you have to choose just three things that you're going to be really good at, and I think now we're in agreement, yeah, right? Yeah, Because you were realizing my pre-qualifying was your same as lead follow-up. Same follow as lead follow-up. Right. Yeah. So the three things are proactive lead generation, pre-qualifying, and presenting. Everything else in your business you can be terrible at. And I mean, negotiating, you want to be, you know, somewhat adept at that, adept at that. But the reality of it is, is you can be horrible working with buyers. You can be horrible at, you know, closing transactions. You can be horrible at marketing. You can be horrible at everything else because those other things are easily hired out. They're easily delegated. Those other things you do not have to learn to master yourself. Except they really like to hide out in that stuff. Exactly. Right? Anything that starts with tweaking, modifying, adjusting, finding somebody for whatever. You know, and why? Here's the thing. Why do they hide out in it? Because they don't want to do the real work. Because it doesn't require skill. Yeah. And because exactly. there's no sense of... And it looks like work. You know, if somebody walks by and you're tweaking, it looks like you're working. You can get away with it. And there's no rejection. There's no rejection sure. to basically tweaking your website. <laughs> there's no... Yeah. And this is another Harris rule. I don't remember which one. But if you're not putting yourself in a position to hear no from a potential seller, ideally, at least five times a day, you're not doing your job. I love saying that when Julie and I are in front of live groups because everyone gaffs, right? And then I always ask the following question. How many of you guys have heard know in the past month, not from your child, your dog, or your wife, or your husband, or you know, nothing like that, but an actual seller that you're asking them to do business with you. How many of you have actually heard the word no? And the answer is usually that nobody has heard the word no, because people nowadays, agents in particular, have essentially are approaching the business passively. They're not realizing that the top producing agents, the ones making all the money and doing all the transactions, there is a disproportionate amount of transactions going to a minority of people. It's because they are doing the real work of real estate while all the rest of you have tried to nerf up your businesses and your lives so that you never have to you know, essentially face down your fear of rejection. That's what all this basically circulates back to. That one little you know, one-headed monster, rejection, is the very reason that all these systems, these gimmicks basically exist because you're trying to build a very, very tall wall around yourself to make it so that you never have to feel rejection. So you just keep on adding overly complicated systems, having these overly complicated thoughts because you do not want to ask questions where the answer might be no.
Okay, that's really, is, does that cut through it, Julie? It does. And now they are probably all, most of them, in conscious incompetence. You have enlightened them that there may be some issues here that we need to work on. So that is the second stage when you have those aha moments. We talked a little bit about it yesterday that for many, it takes having their butt kicked in a real estate situation and usually surprisingly so for them to go, huh, maybe I need to work on this. Or the stubborn ones, it'll take like five and six times. Right, They'll lose. Exactly. And you know what? This is the time of year when it starts to happen because there's going to be those listing leads that you think are going to come your way or those buyer leads you think are going to you know, work with you. And then you're going to roll into the spring and you're going to realize they've already transacted or committed to somebody else. That's that's, that's when you go from inc- um, That's when you go from level one to level two. So Julie, remind them what level yes. one is. Okay. So level one was unconscious incompetence. You're kind of bubbling around doing a few deals. Seems kind of easy. You don't really know what what you don't know. And then usually something happens where, you know, you didn't take a listing you thought you had in the bag or a buyer breaks up with you because, you know, maybe they feel like you're not doing a great job and the light bulb goes off. Conscious incompetence. You literally become conscious of your own incompetence. And that's a great place to be actually, because you're being very honest and introspective. You've become curious. This is when they start hunting around on the internet you know, where am I going to find? Maybe I need a script. What's this pre-listing package? And you can get distracted here too and wind up on, you know, agent Facebook pages and stuff and trying to ask people you don't even know if they've sold a single house. So you have to be very careful when you become curious. In other words, make be, sure you have a filter. Listen to what Julie just said, guys. Be very, a great time to, when you're at that phase. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you've been successful for a long period of time in real estate. By the way, what it takes to be successful uh, in real estate going forward is going to be dramatically different than what it's taken in the past. Uh, so you got to make sure you're always constantly upgrading. You're always improving. You're always keeping yourself. And here's a little secret. You're always keeping yourself in that state of wonderment. You always want to be uh, you know, feeling, w- welcoming in the feeling of ignorance because that then is going to lead to you wanting to get your skills on, take your business to the next level. Definitely read our book, Harris Rules. It's available at Barnes & Noble. It's available, you know, Amazon, obviously. It's available everywhere. We've seen it for sale at bookstores. Definitely get the book. Listen to it or read it because that's going to expose some other areas where you literally have, you know, essentially left money on the table and maybe hundreds, depending on how long you've been in the business, of people you could have otherwise done business with that you'll essentially, you know, if you're being introspective when you're reading our book, you'll say, wow, now it makes sense why I've sort of struggled in that particular area or this particular area. And I also want to remind all of you, if you're not in our free coaching program, text the word survival to 31996. Text the word survival to 31996. And when you do, we're going to text you back um, a link. And that link is going to allow you to join the free coaching program. The free coaching program, um, we were originally only going to leave it open through mid-year because of the virus, but now we've decided just to expand on it. So the free coaching program includes a daily semi-private free coaching call and a lot of content that you definitely want to have this time of year. Any time of year, really, but specifically the real estate treasure map, our fill-in-the-blank business plan, that's the thing we're expressly excited for all of you to get your hands on. So just text the word SURVIVAL to 31996, and we'll text you back a link, and you can join the coaching program. Yes, that's right. So many of our premier coaching clients are in this stage of conscious incompetence. They are actively working on adopting, adapting, getting better at their presentations, their objection handling, their pre-listing packages, their listing presentation their buyer presentation, getting better at pricing, they are actively fixing these issues. And an interesting thing happens when they get good at it. They go to the third level, which is called conscious competence. And many of our elite coaching clients are here. 
conscious competence. And I would say uh, a good percentage of our premier clients are, are crossing over to that as well. So what does conscious competence look like? Okay, that's when I've got my pre-listing package together. I know how to present it. I know how to handle objections. I got my listing presentation and my buyer presentation done. I, I basically have my act together at a much higher level, right? Maybe I've also done, say, I don't know, maybe I've done 100 BPOs and my pricing brain is sorted out now too. But I am not yet at the point where I can just be on autopilot and assume that all the business in front of me is going to be mine. I am consciously competent. That means I'm still preparing before a listing presentation, of course, but I'm being very meticulous about it because I actually do know what to do now. I'm out of that uh, incompetence stage. I know what I've got to do and I know how to do it, but I also am, am always upgrading. And this is a great place for coaching clients to be because they make great, great, great leaps. This is when you go from three to five million in volume and then five to 10 million in volume. And then that 10 million goes to 20 faster than they went from three to five because they start to get a lot more confidence. Now, I'm going to go back to a point Julie made a second ago. She's kind of drilling down on it now, but I want to make sure this did not get by any of you. When you are at this point, you've got to be incredibly careful who you listen to. Now, this is going to seem like a self-serving statement and admittedly, it probably is, but it's in, just hear me out. When you are at this point, what you will soon discover is a lot of people are going to try to tell you to do things and unless you are really being, frankly, smart about knowing how to sift and sort their ideas for you, you could choose a wrong idea that will essentially take you years to determine there was a, a wrong path for you to follow. And some of those types of things that where you're going to fall prey where you're at this point are all the, this is right when you're in this realm, this is where people start buying into the gimmicks. Yeah, they well, because they're also making a lot more money than they used to. That's right. And so you, you have the money to spend. And so you're thinking, well, I have to reinvest back in my business. Here's the thing. When you're doing the things that way Julie and I tell you to do them in our book and our coaching program, you really don't need to reinvest back in your business. The money that you would have otherwise, quote unquote, reinvested back in your business, that's called your profit. We want you to use that money to invest in things outside of your business that are going to produce profit for you. And that's going to be maybe real estate or, we, you know, obviously if you're involved with uh, EXP Realty or part of our EXP Realty group, we're going to tell you how to make money with revenue share. By the way, if you want to talk to me directly about joining our EXP Realty team, please do consider texting me directly at 512-758-0206. But what do most agents do? By the way, that's 512-758-0206. What most agents will do is they'll start at this this point looking without knowing it looking for gimmicks or looking to somehow quote unquote buy their time back that anytime you hear buy your time back mm -hmm. there's all these little keywords you guys ought to look out for you know you need to create a set of like almost filters that you will run any idea through before you actually implement it. We For coaching, we created a website called comparacoach.com. And what comparacoach.com is, it's like 25 questions you should ask before you consider hiring a coach. Just go to comparacoach.com. Um, and these are questions we want you to use when interviewing coaches because it's going to root out the fact that most of the people out there that say they're coaches have never sold real estate, don't have real estate licenses, or if they did sell real estate, they didn't sell it at a high level, and they don't know how to proactively lead generate. They're just going to tell you how to do all the passive stuff. They're all saying the same thing. In other words, they have mastered the art of running unprofitable real estate businesses. And do you want to follow that model? That's my point. You need to determine where you want to be in you know three to five years or even 12 to you know 24 months. And if, for example, you're thinking about maybe doing some branding after all, a whole bunch of gurus told you you should be doing some branding. Well, what does branding really mean? 
What outcome would you be expecting from doing branding? What will they guarantee as a result of you spending countless hours and you know potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars on branding? What will the result be that they can actually guarantee? They can't because it's a gimmick. At the end of the day, what they're trying to do is they're trying to sell you on the idea that branding is going to bring you business. The reality of it is, is in real estate, unlike maybe some other businesses, frankly, you're, the thing that gets you going, that's going to generate business for you consistently or is the proactive lead generation. What people, people who do branding are doing it under the idea that it's going to essentially create a false reputation for them in the, in the public. In other words, if you spend enough money trying to tell the public you are this, a successful real estate practitioner, the public will believe it. But we know statistically that very, very few people go about choosing who the real estate professionals are gonna be from advertising, from branding. They choose who the real estate professionals are gonna be primarily from someone they've used in the past and secondarily from essentially uh, some form of proactive lead generation from you calling them, you speaking to them. And then maybe some of them will rely on marketing. And that's very, very few. It's like single digits actually make their determination. Think about this, guys. If you're trying to determine who you're going to hire a, a vet to do surgery on your beloved dog, how do you go about making, what's your decision-making tree? The first thing you do is who do I know that I've used before? If it's nobody, then you're going to ask a trusted friend or advisor. And then and only then are you actually going to find advertising appealing. That's the same way people will always choose. That's the same decision-making tree that people go through when they're making decisions who they're going to hire for anything. And a lot of times for products as well. You know, if they're going to buy a car or a new iPhone or whatever, they're going to go through, you know, have I had this product before? Did I like it? And if not, I'm still thinking about buying it. Who do I know that might have it? Uh, have the product that I can trust, I can ask your advice from, and then you're going to rely on marketing and advertising and branding for that matter. But when you try to shortcut the fact that you need to actually have earned the reputation of someone who can solve the problem, that is a two, uh, you know, essentially a two-faced problem. Number one, you create a two-faceted two issue for yourself. Number one, you're spending money that you should be saving. And number two, you're not actually doing the things necessary to ultimately have the reputation of someone that people can count on for solving their problem, which is selling a house. Those are the two things that you think you can shortcut by trying to convince the public you're something that you hope to one day be. The whole fake it till you make it thing, there's a place for that. But ultimately, if you want to make it, you have to earn it. Yeah, that's right. And people will sniff it out anyway. Let's say that all of that hype actually works and then you show up. And you haven't pre-qualified, you don't have any scripts in your head, and you can't objection handle it. You know, even if it did work, you'd still lose out and all that money would be down the toilet anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, so. learn how to remember, guys, this, these are the three things. Proactively lead generate. There's more than three things, but we're giving you permission to follow Matthew McConaughey's advice yeah. and just, you know, choose one, th you know, be good at one thing in life. And be careful what you choose. And if in real estate you're choosing one thing, have that one thing be learning how to be a masterful, skilled listing agent and then be bad at everything else. It's fine. And if you want to drill down even further, the three skill sets you need to master if you want to be the top dog listing agent are going to be proactive lead generation, pre-qualifying and presenting. Everything else you can hire out. That's right. I mean, think about all of the things you perceive to be your issue in real estate. And it's easy to have lots of them, right? You know, I've, I've been through, I, I always talk to agents when they've gone through like two or three really rough deals and they feel like it's real estate's fault, but probably it had to do with, you know, the clients they're working with, the fact they didn't really pre-qualify, they had to live through all these price reductions, all these things, right? So ultimately, and I have Rory's 
voice in my head on this. Our original broker. Our original broker. From, from, from uh, 1,022 1, years, years ago. ago. But he's exactly. so right about this, right? Because we went through this too. We'd have, you know, days or weeks where it was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And he would, he, his coaching were always like, you know, two second one-liners and then he'd tear off. He'd punch you, you between know? the eyes with just, the, he, yeah. he'd give you a truth punch and walk off. Exactly. And he, he would us. say, just take a new listing. How yeah. much better are you going to feel? Go take a new listing. That's what he said. That's it. It didn't matter what your problem was. It didn't matter who it's you true. were in the office because he said that to other people too. Mm-hmm. Go take a listing. And he'd tear off. Yeah, he would. And you know he was right because think about many of you guys listening understand this. You have lots of listings. You got, you know, listing experience. How much better do you feel when you walk away with a new listing? You know, it's, it's, it's like life changing. I remember calling him after we had like three or four deals. It just, we were in a bad state, right? Yeah. And this is maybe our second or third year in the business. We'd already sold like three or 400 houses. Mm-hmm. And I remember the like the, the winds had changed and everything seemed to be, you know, going the wrong direction. Harder. And, yeah. I, you know, maybe you and I were just, it was the middle of winter and it was Ohio and just, you know, that yeah, sort of thing. Moods. Combination of just bad things. And I remember calling him up. And, you know, <laughs> Rory was the perfect broker for us because yeah. he was not a shoulder to cry on ever. You just basically shot you between the eyes, like I said. Honest, and, though. Yeah, totally honest. Great broker. If you're in Worthington or Columbus, Ohio, Rory Averill, have him be your broker. And so this is what he said to us. He, he said this to me. He, um, he said, Tim, I, I appreciate it. I understand what you're going through. We all go through it. But I want you to do me a favor. And he talked really fast like that. He goes, Take three when you take three listings, call me back and then I'll listen to what you have to say. And, I, and then he just hung up the phone. Yep. And I just laughed because I know what he was trying to tell me. He was saying, get out of your own way mentally and emotionally. And this is when we were in our early twenties and go out and do the work necessary to make three list take three listings. And in the process of doing the work, not to mention the process of earning the money from having sold the listings, you are going to feel better. Yeah. So that's exactly what we and did. We, you know, and we needed to hear that, and it's very true. But it's the truth. It is the truth. It's the, it's the action, ultimately, that makes the difference in your life. It's mm-hmm. not the getting ready to get started or the contemplating no. or thinking about it. Or the, you might want to put that closer to your yap. It's, it's not all those things. It's the actual doing of the work that well, makes the and difference. Isn't this related to when people say, well, I just have to get my head straight. I have to, uh, you know, I have to work on my mindset. I have to find my passion. I'm just not feeling it, whatever. Okay, well, all of that will be cured when you have your next listing from you and your next commission coming in. Or at least most of it will be. Maybe it'll take three deals to make that happen. And, and so here's the mistake some of you guys are making. I know you're understanding what we're saying. And yes, Julie and I were on fire today because what we were trying to do is we were trying to get you into the point where you're consciously incompetent. We were trying to shout at you as much as we could, you know, respectfully of your time and your patronage to this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents in the United States. But we were trying to get those of you who are unconsciously incompetent, in other words, you didn't know what you didn't know, hopefully we sprinkled some truth serum on you and now you're actually realizing that maybe you're incompetent and that's okay. And now hopefully we pushed you to the next level, which is consciously incompetent. Okay, now I realize I don't know what I don't know. And now some of you are going to go to the next level, which is consciously... Unconscious competence is uh, the top. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, And and it's unconsciously competent. I always get these screwed up. I know because they all sound the same. Uh, Is when you are so skilled that you're, you know, you're basically on autopilot. We're moving to conscious competence. We just talked about that. No, this is, anyway, you guys get the point. The three levels are the the beginning level is unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, and unconscious competence. So what we are trying to do is get you guys that were in the unconscious incompetence phase to move to the conscious incompetence. And those of you who are the conscious incompetence, in other words, you're accepting that you don't know what you don't know. We want you to challenge yourself to move yourself up to the 
next phase, which is competence, uh, conscious, conscious competence. competence. And then the last phase, and you guys know from our uh, plane taking off analogy, is when you're cruising altitude. That's right. Cruising altitude is where all you want to get mentally and emotionally because then you'll be there financially as well. And that's when you're good and you don't even have to think about it. The words that come out of your mouth are just like the most Beautiful soliloquy anyone's ever said before. Doesn't sound scripted. It's like sales. It's like sales poetry. <laughs> People think you're just absolutely amazing. You you can have any conversation with any seller in any situation, and whatever you say just is perfect. You know people like that. They did not brand their way to having that level of confidence. They had to earn their way to have that level of confidence. You know people like that in other act, you know, other walks of life, right? That's where you want to be. You want to get to the point where you're unconsciously competent, where whatever you say and most of what you do is just at absolute, you know, brilliant Polished. peak. Right. If you're an Olympic athlete, you basically lock it in, you, you flip a few mental switches, and boom, you're ready for action. That is how you can get in real estate. You cannot shortcut it. You have to earn the, uh, the right to be at that level. You know, and, and like I was telling, is saying to you guys and being perfectly honest, <clears throat> I'm sure in Julie and I's professional life, we only have that level of competence by probably, well, in, in coaching, we probably have that level of competence with realistically maybe 10 or 12 different topics. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you put us in front of a group of people, we can, you know, wow you guys with three or four different topics. Uh, in coaching, same thing. But overall, in business and, and, you know, professional lives, it's probably two or three different things. And other than that, we have other people that basically make up for our incompetence yeah. because we are not smart enough, skilled enough, or don't have enough time to get really, really great in more than two or three things. You get really, really great at two or three things and have all those things be around, not around branding, not around marketing, not around, you know, bot lead generation, not about team building, not around all these other things, but proactive lead generation, pre-qualifying and presenting. You get good at those three things. And trust me, guys, everything in your life will change. Well, so there's a section in the book, a chapter that's called, be the best at the things that actually matter. That's what we're trying to get across yep. in this uh, couple series of podcasts here is be the best at what matters. You know, the thing is, you could have the most beautiful, kick-ass listing presentation and, you know, a hard copy, beautiful, full color bound with gold edges. But if you don't know how to generate leads that you're going to present to, none of that matters. So you've got to be best at what actually matters. And then your world opens up. That's where you get freedom. Yep. And so when you're trying to, you know, make decisions, what you're going to do with your time and with your money, first of all, you'll have a lot of time and then hopefully you'll stay on our path and you'll have a lot of money. But when you're trying to decide what to do beyond that, here's a clue. Make sure you're running those decisions when it comes to spending money or your time for that matter through the filters of, is this real? You know, how do, can you prove to me whatever idea that you're trying to get me to pursue is actually going to result in more transactions, but not just more transactions, more profit. That's a very key differentiator. That's some, I was on a coaching call with somebody this morning. He was thinking about hiring us to be his personal coach, an elite coaching client, $2,500 a month. And I asked him basically what his plans were. He's 31 years old, very bright guy. He's in Florida. You know, really somebody you can tell that if he stays on the right path, not just a path, but the right path, he's going to be incredibly successful at whatever he chooses to put his focus towards in his life. But then he starts telling me about the fact that he wanted to build a team and he wants to know how to buy buyer leads for the team. Obviously was not an avid podcast listener, needless to say, or hadn't read our book. He found us through Google, by the way. He was Googling number one real estate coaches, and we always come up on top. And so the question that I asked him, why are you thinking about doing those things? To what end? 
and he did not have an answer. His answer was something around, circling around uh, the idea of more transactions, more dollar volume. I want to sell more houses. I want to sell 100 to 200, 304 houses per year. And I asked him why. And he did not know how to answer that question. There was no why. You know, he had never thought about it. And then when I, you know, we ended up having a coaching call, the reason was he was thinking like that is because other people told him that's what he had to do to be successful, sell more and more houses. And I say, well, what if numerically through absolute math and, you know, frankly, just looking at profit and loss statements, I could show you that more transactions and even more dollar volume does not, you know, necessarily immediately equal more profit. Would you still want to follow that path? And he had to think about it. And then I asked him the next question. I said, if you had to choose, and Mike, I am talking about you if you're listening. If you had to choose between famous and being rich, right? If you had to choose, listeners, you cannot choose both. You have to choose between being famous and being rich. All of you would say rich, but then if I look to see where you're spending your time and most importantly your money, you're spending it to be famous. You're spending it to placate your ego, to look like something you're not or something you want to be. You're not spending it. You're not actually working on being rich. And I asked him about that. And he goes, well, my idea is someday I'll build a real estate brokerage and I'll be able to sell it. I said, okay, good. So tell me what your real estate brokerage selling fantasies look like. And he didn't have one. But again, another problem, real selling real estate in having a real estate brokerage does not make you rich. It's what you do with the profits from your real estate practice. This is all in our book that makes you rich. There is no uh, you know, bucket of gold at the other end of building a big brokerage or a team for that matter. Unless you're peeling out profits on a consistent basis from your real estate practice and reinvesting in those things that will create passive income for you, you'll never be rich. And rich is simply where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. In other words, there's enough money coming in every month that meets or exceeds your financial goals, right? Your business, personal, and taxes. You've checked all three of those boxes. You have money coming in passively. You are by definition rich. So I want you to remember this. Our rules, the way we operate, the way we hope all of you guys consider operating, are for the most part completely different than what everyone else is going to tell you to do because we want you guys to be financially free. We want you to have real wealth. We want you so that when you're ready to retire at whatever age that is, that you financially can. And many of you can't or never will be because you've done the wrong things. You've let your ego and your, you know, frankly, your your need for recognition to essentially be more important than actually a profit. And furthermore, you've allowed the fear of rejection and the constant seeking of the easy button to stand in your way of building a business that produces consistent profit. And I cannot let a podcast go without saying this. If you want ever increasing levels of success in all aspects of your life, you have to learn to do what you don't want to do at the highest level. You need to remember those three things because that is about the most Truthy truthyism that you're ever going to hear when it comes <laughs> yeah. to building a long-term, sustainable, successful business and personal life. Yeah, well, that's called tough love because we actually care about you guys, but it's also coming from a place of having to having you know actually done it. So done well, it, taught it, thousands yeah, of people I mean, to it, do it. What we do, honestly, what we do, what we strive to do is harder than just selling you some crap and saying, well, you know, when it doesn't work, well, you haven't done it long enough. Right, exactly. I mean, that's what most of our competitors do. They basically could tell you to start spending money on branding, direct mail, on, you know, this, that, the other thing, gimmick, 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 gimmick. And they're going to make it so you can't hold them accountable for the result. Yeah, well, that, that is their objection handler when you come back to them. Right, you haven't, you haven't done, done it long enough. enough. No, right. No. You have to spend more money. Oh, you're not getting enough in the leads? Well, we have to expand your zip code. You have to expand the amount of money spend you're spending. Money. Right. You see how it's a black hole? And you, if you're a new agent or if even a seasoned 
agent, but you haven't realized that you're kind of being scammed, you're not realizing that that's what they're doing. They're just taking more and more and more of your money. You need to allow yourself, give yourself permission to step out of the fire pit of buying leads because when you buy leads, guys, you're always going to be beholden. In other words, when you buy leads, you're always going to be dependent on the people selling you leads. Learn to proactively lead generate. Learn to pre-qualify. Learn to present. Anything else you'd like to say to these guys, Julie? Buy the book. Buy the book. Harris rules. Oh, uh, you should start. You don't read the reviews at all ever, do you? It's been a while. Yeah. You should read the reviews. They're unbelievable. <laughs> I, should. I hope so. You know what? I, let's, you want to read yeah. the one in today's show? Couple. Since it's Friday? Yep. If you can all right. find them easily. I, sh- I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? I have this saved. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read these every morning with my coffee. It makes me feel good. All right. So this is Harris Rolls on Amazon. Harris. How do you spell Harris? <laughs> really? <laughs> Uh, no, not really. Okay. All right, here's Harris Rules. So, boom, 400 five-star reviews. Okay, don't don't start reading that. nice yet. round number. Yeah, well, it's it'll good. go up. You watch. All right, so, and here's, just let me go to the most recent ones. All right, here you go. This one's from, uh, so I'll, I'll read it, who it's from and you can read. None of these are long. Uh, Jessica Peterson. Jessica, thank you very much. This is from August the 2nd, uh, 2020. This Jessica writes, this book holds so many golden nuggets. Are you thinking about entering real estate? It's a must read. Already an agent who needs to level up, a must read. Thank you, Jessica. Uh, this is uh, Big D 808. No idea what that means. I think maybe in Hawaii based on the area code. Uh-huh. Must have book for all real estate agents. That's good. I appreciate that. Michael says, this is a must own, uh, five-star review, great read, written extremely well with real tactical and practical information. Tim and Julie are truly amazing. Thank you, Michael. And Julie and her team of editors wrote most Uh, of the book. I only helped with the outline. So Julie, I think that was a direct compliment to you. Taking this side. I I appreciate that. But I was also appreciating the editors because, you know, there is a craft to to doing that. It is honestly, I I mean, having read it it myself, I I mean, it's- They made it better. It is great. Yeah. Okay, next one. This is from, uh, this was from actually earlier this year in March. Uh, No-nonsense business approach, five-star review. Tim and Julie Harris's coaching, along with my coach through their organization, has been a major factor in the life of my business. This book is the outline. I can't say enough good stuff about it. And anyway, they go on and on. Yeah, so anyway, get the book. Hundreds of, you know, we've had- <laughs> Write us a good review. We sold tens of thousands of these books, and obviously not everyone's going to give it a review, but do consider purchasing the book. It really is something we're obviously proud of. Um, because frankly, it's obviously serving its original intent, which is being a service to you guys. And it also, because it is in a very beautiful festive green cover, the Indeed. perfect holiday gift. Even with gold trim. It, that's right. It's a good stocking <laughs> stuffer. It is indeed. So yes, get Whether, one for yourself, give some away, you know, it, it's it, for really, anyone. Really real what estate, I do is in the book, real it estate, brings it all together. Whether they're in real estate or not, yeah. you can give this book away. Anybody who's in business, you can give the book away. All right, so that is where we are at for this week. We're going to obviously have our Sunday special podcast. Make sure you guys listen to the Sunday special podcast. It's where Julie and I kind of come unhinged and talk about just different things. I sent Julie, or actually Julie sent me a hilarious article today that said basically they're going to have 4G LTE on the moon. A better connection, no doubt. You're not mic'd up, but yeah. All right, so you guys have a fantastic day. If you need me for anything, text me at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. Would love to talk with you about joining our EXP family. Um, we're looking to add, and the rest of the month, we're looking for five of you who want to join Julie and I in our EXP group. If you're looking for a broker change, which I know a lot of you are, uh, do, you know, text me, and we'll have a conversation, 512-758-0206.
This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. Thank you.